the kind of photography I'm doing is very close, uh, let's say, to realizing your fantasies. It doesn't have any, anything to do on the first sight with reality. So I always lived in my dream world. Welcome to the artist world. The last time you went to see an exhibition, did you wonder why the artists were that way or had that style? This podcast lets them speak. You will learn how an artwork, an encounter, or different life experiences have made them the artists they are today. You will discover how it all began. The Artist Word is part of the Our Choices Network. You can follow us on the Instagram account at ourchoices.art. This is O-U-R-C-H-O-I-C-E-S dot A-R-T. We'll be happy to answer your messages or comments. Now, I leave the word to the artist. My name is Erwin Olaf and I'm a photographer. I'm born in Hilversum. I lived there the first eight years of my life. It's a small village in, in the Netherlands. I'm the middle of three kids, two brothers. My father was uh, not interested in arts at all. And my mother was uh, interested, but without any knowledge. But they always supported me as uh, I started to photograph. They paid my first camera and they never uh, objected to uh, subjects I was photographing. In my childhood, there was one thing I was doing, it was fantasizing. So I made up my, whole, my own stories, my own world, even had an imaginary dog. One day my father was thinking, uh, came home and I was really angry with him because he was stepping on my dog. <laughs> so, but in photography, the, the, the kind of photography I'm doing, It's very close, uh, let's say, to realizing your fantasies. It doesn't have any, anything to do on the first sight with reality. So I always lived in my dream world. When I was uh, 13 years old, uh, I was watching, um, together with my mother on the couch, you had a teenage program uh, with music, only one hour a week. It was in uh, the top 40 or something like that. And that was, for, for the first time, I saw a role model. And that was David Bowie performing uh, the Gene Genie. I was really paralyzed on the couch, you know, also because I was 13, 14, struggling with my uh, sexuality and identity. And here was somebody who was looking and acting like I wanted to be. So for about 10, 15 years, I was a huge David Bowie fan. I wanted to become an actor uh, when I was young, but because of the fantasy world. But uh, I didn't dare to, uh, to say to the, the because our uh, gymnastics teacher, he was also the dean, you know, and with the dean you had to decide what to do in, this, in the future. But because he was so machismo, uh, I didn't dare to say. So he, then he said, uh, he said, what do you want to become? And he said, I don't know, you know, and then he said, Wow, you write uh, quite nice. So here's a school of journalism. Let's go, you go there. So I was reading the booklet and it was saying, uh, I had to leave my parents home because it was better for your, uh, your independence as a journalist, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote, ah, I can leave home, you know. <laughs> so that was the reason. That was not really, and then I was in the school and then I found out within a few months. 
My first encounter with art was when I was studying a school of journalism and I was buying the magazine, interview magazine of uh, Andy Warhol. And from there on, you know, uh, I started to, uh, and uh, started to, because I, I like Bowie, he was singing the Gene Genie about Jean Genet. So I was going into that, you know, so it, it was, and then I met my first boyfriend and he was taking me, he was 10 years older and took me for the first time in my life to ballet, modern classical ballet of a very famous Dutch choreographer. And I was like, uh, again, you know, every time I was stupid fair, paralyzed and uh, I went to uh, Centre Pompidou. My first time I was hitchhiking for holidays. But there was at that moment Yves Klein exhibition. So that was in a few years time I was absorbing a lot. Also the cinema, uh, very special, the, the Italian cinema like Visconti and Antonioni and Pasolini, Salo, you know, there's just a slap in the face. And uh, Jacques Tati and the Spanish movement. Uh, in, and the Neue Deutsche Welle, the German, I had Werner Herzog and, uh, and uh, Fassbinder. So that was, let's say, the first amount of years, let's say about six, seven years after I left my parents' home, I saw a huge amount of art. When I started to stu study at School of Journalism, uh, as a writing journalist, uh, I was uh, finding out it was not a job for me. You know, the writing never ended. You always can make a piece better. So, um, and with, uh, there was a guy uh, who teaches photography and he said to me, come to, come to my lessons. And from the first second on, when I got the camera in my hand, um, I felt comfortable. The decision to, yeah, to become a photographer was because in 1982 or 83, I told you I went to the, for the first time to this uh, modern classical ballet and the choreographer of that was Hans van Manen. And um, he, he, I had to photograph him for a uh, gay magazine. I was volunteer because everybody was unemployed in the beginning of the 80s. And uh, when I came in, he said, you can photograph me if I can photograph you. And, uh, and he was an, a very good amateur photographer, very good friend of Robert Mapplethorpe, and uh, one of the first buyers of, of the works of Mapplethorpe. And he showed me the work, his whole house was full of Joe Peter Witkin, uh, Mapplethorpe, George Platlines. Uh, I was already interested because I was working for Gay Pier here, the gay magazine, and there was a magazine that was also a gay, uh, glossy, and I was, uh, therefore I knew the work of Pierre and Gilles, and, uh, and then I, I was so fascinated, especially by the work of uh, Witkin and, 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 and Mapplethorpe, and I just bought an, um, a Hasselblad camera, and then and that is the camera also Mapplethorpe works with, and Hans van Maanen was working with. And he teach me, you know, uh, how to use it in a way, to think very simple, uh, take away, you, that you didn't need a huge studio. Anyway. When I started to work with the Hasselblad, because it's a slow camera, you have to think more and you have to compose more. And then I, I did, 
yeah, and then the, the love was growing. The, the, the focus was exactly, and I could realize my fantasy. And that was for me a very, uh, very uh, decisive moment that uh, I could create my own world um, because of technique, because of artificial light, because of a, a, a camera that was at a good uh, quality, you know, the quality I was looking for, and the quietness of a studio and not the streets. You know, when you are a photojournalist, you're still following reality. Once in a while, I need to make what I think should be made, because this is very important, that you're not only working for money, eh? but to, to photograph my own uh, fantasies. So to, and then I start to make, uh, yeah, slowly make my own work. It's easy to say, follow your passion, you know. Of course you should do that, because it's only one life you have, and you have to take uh, out of it what's in it. Eh? but not be foolish, you know. But you have, in, you have to follow your, your heart. And you, uh, to do that, you have to find a technique. <clears throat> Subjects are enough in your head, I think. Yeah? But you have to find a technique in which you can express yourself the best. And if you have found that technique, yeah, as I talk now about photography or film, stay close to that te te technique for at least five years. Because people are slow in understanding, and you are quick. After a half a year, you think, oh, I'm going to change, I'm going to do something different. But that doesn't work like that. The best artists are recognizable by their technique, and their expression is secondary. Slowly, I'm leaving the path of only doing photography, because I, it fits exactly in what I'm um, thinking of the last few years, is to create an atmosphere, to create an environment, Huh, that you walk into an exhibition, you hear the music, slowly you are drawn into the, <coughs> into the <coughs> installation and the film, music and uh, sound uh, and, and photography are influencing each other and how you uh, yeah, appreciate uh, the installation or how you, you, you can get a little deeper in your brains. And that's also what you can do with an exhibition. You can create a world, an emotion. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Artist's Word. If you liked what you heard, feel free to follow and share the show. Leave a rating or review to help people find the show. Thank you.